Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. Maria is a spiritual teacher, a life and soul coach, and the angel decoding expert. Her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels, is available on Amazon, and you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H dot com. Listen now as Maria shares her wisdom to expand your spiritual awareness and increase your personal joy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Angelic University with Maria Paith. Today we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene has been uplifted and has been a role model for all women. And we didn't really know about this beautiful side of Mary and this miraculous experience that Mary could have brought forth to us as early as 2,000 years ago. And here we are in our 2020s um, of of, of simple modern-day time existence and realizing the magnificence of her journey and how she is, in fact, a, a feminist and um, wanting, expressing equal, equal time, equal leadership, equal support, equality among all people. I think this time of um, revelation is really powerful too, that, that more of the information about Mary Magdalene coming to light and becoming more popular and um, people writing various books about, about Mary Magdalene is important for our current time because of the current shift and the idea of the earth actually welcoming the divine feminine, the energy of the divine feminine. The energy of the earth has been somewhat dominantly masculine for many thousands of years. And I'm talking about the frequency of the way that we may have lived and the things that we were doing um, for quite some time, more masculine-driven. Masculine energy is wonderfully grounded, is logical, is competitive, is protective, <clears throat> and is also about you know providing and supporting. Um, and this is a really important energy. But the competition and the provisions have gotten a bit ego-bent and have become somewhat of, you know, for some, we'd say kind of an overkill when there's a lot of wealth by a few, and then the masses have a genuine amount, and then we have other, on the other end, a few that are really struggling in life. And female energy wants to collaborate and collect collaborate and communicate and nurture and support and warmly encourage more loving action for one another. It's not about competition. It's about collaboration and serving and nurturing. And so we need a balance of both masculine and feminine energy. And if we were um, more patriarchal, 
hierarchical in the past, we are now to become just a bit more matriarchal in the future. Um, I believe that this the the current journaling that's been going on about Mary Magdalene is bringing this forth. One of my favorite recent reads has been Mary Magdalene Revealed by Megan Watterson. And Megan Watterson is um, given credit for, for oh, I'm going to move this closer. I'm sorry, guys. Um, sorry there. I'm I'm um, <laughs> wanting to be sure that you can hear me clearly here. The Mary um, of bringing Mary Magdalene's gospel to kind of a story form, and she dovetails her own stories in uh, of life and current you know existence in with the stories and the gospel of Mary Magdalene. So I found her book to be fascinating, um, you know. And but what Mary Magdalene's gospel reveals. So here we are, we're finding out that Mary Magdalene had a gospel. And it's like, why was that not shared with me when I was growing up? You know, why did I not know this? And, you know, where was this gospel? Well, you know, up until 1945, there there were, um, the, the gospels were hidden. In the 1940s, there was discovery of the Nag Hammadi scrolls and writings that had been hidden in caves um, in various parts of of the eastern um, part of our world and had a lot of of other testaments by other individuals that had um, collaborated and, and had walked with Christ as well and had teachings and experiences and, you know, it they weren't included in the Holy Bible that we are um, so fond of today. And um, so many books were not included uh, because they were selected by a group of that time, a group of, you know, council of men who actually, you know, without um, maybe realizing it, or maybe they did, we don't know, did not see that the female was a leader and did not want that to be a part of the church and basically wrote out many of the feminine voices. And so here is you know, this revelation in 1945. Well, I was born after 1945, but what happened is that there was a beautiful, um, you know, group of scholars then that got together, men and women, that began to pour over the scrolls and study them and then translate them and actually lend some time to their, um, their, their validity and also discussing the um, you know what to do with these beautiful books, and as a result, um, the new New Testament has been written, and it is the Bible for the twenty first century, and it is edited um, and brought together by Hal Tusig H A L T A U S S I G, a scholar a um, professor, and I'm going to read a little bit of that, um, the New New Testament for you on the back cover. There are 27 books in the traditional 
New Testament, but the earliest Christian communities were far more vibrant than the small number might lead you to think. In fact, many more scriptures were written and were just as important as the New Testament in shaping early Christian communities and beliefs. Over the past centuries, many of these texts that were lost have been found and translated, yet are still not known to much of the public. They are discussed mainly by scholars or within a context of the now outdated notion of the Gnostic Gospels. In the New New Testament, Hal Tusig is changing that. With the help of 19 important spiritual leaders, he has added 10 of the recent discovered texts to the traditional New Testament, leading many churches and spiritual seekers to use the New New Testament for their spiritual and intellectual growth. This is amazing work. Um, a little bit about Hal Tusig is a professor of biblical literature and early Christianity, a pastor, a founding member of the Jesus Seminar, and the author of 14 books. He teaches doctoral and master studies at Union Theological Seminary in New York and the Reconstructionists. Rabbinical College, Rabbinical, Rabbinical College. Anyways, the New New Testament is incredible. And of course, it is a pretty lofty book. And I encourage anybody that um, is ready to be enlightened to connect there because it, 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 the books that are there, the 10 books that have been collected and are shared in the New New Testament bring a more complete spiritual awareness to myself when I connect with them. I'm like, oh, here's where this understanding may have really helped the developing mind. The um, patriarchal you know, view of the limited amount of books that were included in the 27 original books of the new, of the, of the, um, the New Testament, not the New New Testament, but the, the traditional Bible, um, have a particular slant to them, and it is very patriarchal. It is not, the, the matriarch is lost, um, and I'm a woman, and, and it's not that I'm, I consider myself a feminist, although feminist ideas are, in fact, important because they mean equal rights for all. They mean that men and women have an equal um, and blessed part in this world. They mean that we are, in fact, to collaborate and to nurture one another. And in doing that, we are in together and the world works just a little more magically. Um, so I want to share a couple of the messages from the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. This is the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. One of the one of the readings, then Mary stood up and greeted them. She tenderly kissed all and said, Brothers and sisters, do not weep. Do not be distressed, nor be in doubt. For his grace will be with you, sheltering you. Rather, we should praise his greatness, for he has united us and made us true human beings. Mary 5, 4 through 8. 
So this is an incredible piece of scholarly work. And I have found this to be rather soothing to me. Um, You know, the moment I read this and I I stared at this, um, I thought about the devotion to Mary that has been put in so many of the various grottos along the world and the healing power of Mary and her visions uh, when she appeared to, you know, various children and the Magigori and the the Lords. And um, we, you know, we think about um, this, the miraculous essence of Mary. Then, then we think about the Holy Mother this is Mary Magdalene who walked with Jesus and taught with Jesus. And now we know that she probably has a very close relationship with Jesus, perhaps even his spouse. And I say this because um, I am reading this um, a bit further again in the book that is eloquently written, Mary Magdalene Revealed by Megan Watterson. On page 73, she writes, I started crying just a couple pages in when Peter calls Mary his sister. He says that he knows Christ loved her more than all other women. He asks her to tell them, the other disciples, what Christ told her that he didn't reveal to them. And then Mary responds by saying, I will teach you about what has been hidden from you. And I'm riveted at this point, thinking, yes, teach us all, right? What has been hidden from us? What has been hidden from us? And the one revelation, and there's many, and we don't have time to do all of them, but the one revelation that I thought was really insightful and seemed to be most um, asked about when I did a class on this earlier this year, actually last month, I taught a class um, using this book and the references of the New New Testament. And um, I did it over Zoom, and it was really quite popular class. But uh, <clears throat> in, in Mary's Gospel, Mary 3.3, she says, there is no such thing as sin. Sin is not some state of being that must be redeemed. Sin is something we produce within ourselves when we misunderstand the truth of who we are. When we forget that we are not just human, we are not just this ego assailed with constant needs and desires, we are not just this body, but also the soul that inhibits it while we are alive. Sin comes from forgetting and is remedied by simply remembering that messy truth that we are both soul and ego. Now, the part that is Mary's gospel is that this quote, there is no such thing as sin. The following that I have continued to read is Mary, is Megan Patterson, Megan Watterson's words and, and um, commenting on that scripture. Uh, I want to encourage this idea for you to kind of, you know, dwell in that place that that from Mary Magdalene's perception, 
Christ said there is no sin. You you just need to remember that you are human. And in being human, that you are going to have um, lessons, you're going to have experiences, that you're going to survive, you, you're going to have a bridge to yourself and, and to understanding your soul, and, and, and your humanness is going to make mistakes. Your humanness is um, going to be this amazing place that you live for a while, and then you will remember your soul. And to be this human is of no shame. To be this human is of not to be guilty. Um, and that we are really divine, that we are really angelic, and and that there is a higher aspect of us. Um, I just think this is really, really powerful. And so, like, you know, let's not get caught up in, like, you commit sin and therefore you have to be forgiven for your sins. Where did that idea come from? Mary Magdalene, a leader in, in the time of Christ that is um, known to have been working with other women and being that voice and, and teaching and guiding them and baptizing them right alongside with her brothers, um, was in fact studying with, with the Christ and understood this and and may again been have been a more intimate partner than we believe, as Peter has known to have stated in his own gospel that was never published, that he tells Mary that Christ loved you more than the others. And that gives us a, a hint of perhaps Mary being married or betrothed to Christ. Um, and I want to touch on another idea that I thought was really powerful, too, and that is Mary speaks of seven powers. And the seven powers are, are these powers of humanness. These, we may consider them weaknesses, but no, no, no. These are human powers that we inherit that are coming from our heart. And then when we accomplish these, when we resurrect from them, when we ascend from them, when we when we um, practice them, when we go through our spiritual growth, through our gates, through our learning, through our process, we actually then um, heal. We remember and we empty all of our our um our weaknesses into love. These powers, or as some have called them, climates, are darkness, craving, ignorance, longing for death, enslavement to the physical body, the false peace of the flesh, and the compulsion of rage. So as the soul ascends, we, you know, learn to work through these. Um, and ascension happens by through life. You know, we, we um, you know, actually are looking to attain a sense of like freedom from some of these, you know, human conditions. But we need to be in these human conditions, um, empty them out. And there's a word that um, comes up in, in much of the literature in this book, and it's kenosis, which is known as the path of self-emptying love. 
and or the um, the voice of love um, to become a true human, our you know kenosis, this kenosis. Um, so, in all of of this um, time that we have left, I want to say that I believe Mary's gospel tells a very different story about how collaboration of both male and female is important to the story of Christ and to the story of Christianity, and that the early Christians did hear from Mary as well. And she traveled and she worked with them and in, in the disciples and, you know, the apostles and, and was a dis- disciple for Christ. Um, and that there's rather a lot that we can learn from these idea of the seven uh, loves, the seven human conditions, the um, the consciousness of arising from these um, you know seven powers. And um, there's been some wrong teaching in the past, and it's time that we all woke up a little bit. And so in the nature of the feminine, I want to say that, um, you know, we are not really defined by being a physical being. We are defined by being a true child of divinity. And this is evident in Mary Magdalene's gospel. And she was an amazing leader for the early Christian church. And I am grateful for those that found the gospels in the Nag Hammadi library and the theologists that have translated this work and all of the um, people that are now bringing this more to light in everyday common language in this way of of, um, writing books like this one, Mary Magdalene Revealed by Megan Watterson. I hope that you will find um, your way to perhaps reading that or even to getting a copy of the New New Testament. It is fascinating and I believe eye-opening. So a way of the ascension, ascension. And the ascension is more awakeness, more understanding, more reality, more, more powers to be. And um, remember that one power, overcoming rage? That's a really good place to be. Rage not, my friends. Find yourself in a state of peace and love and kindness and grace and joy instead. Um, It's okay to get angry and mad, but rage means that you lose control, and that doesn't help you or anybody. It has been wonderful to connect with you today. Thank you for listening to Maria Paith and Maria's Angelic University. I welcome you to my website, to my YouTube channel, Maria Paith, to my Instagram handle, which is angelicmaria444. Um, Follow me on these other platforms. Everything in that aspect is free, and I would love to hear from you. If you have questions, I will be glad to answer them on a question and answer just submit them on a form through my website. Send me an email. God bless you, keep you safe and full of light and love. And don't forget to balance the masculine part of yourself and the feminine part of yourself for a healthy, balanced life. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. If you enjoyed the Angelic University podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to Angelic University today by visiting www.angelicu.com. That's angelic followed by a capital U dot com. Membership benefits include a free private angel reading or coaching session, member-only classes and healing sessions, along with free gifts and special offerings. To learn more about Maria, you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H dot com. And her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels, is available on Amazon.